Welcome back to Libra. This episode, welcome to the game. The number of cases of child abuse in the United States alone are staggering in the hundreds of thousands. As of 2023, the DOD lost 85,000 kids. Cartels coming in and out of this motherfucker like they can just pick and choose a golden corral buffet. I found a loophole in the law, an LLC. A way to sustain a level of legal vigilanteism. I got kids waiting for a private helicopter to take them to the children's hospital in Los Feliz, downtown Los Angeles. I gotta get the fuck out of here. My driver foot acknowledges me and I get into the car as I see the helicopter landing safely near the kids. They'll be okay, I can tell. There's too many cases, I had to pick and choose what kind of fight I wanted to lead. Foot gets me the hell out of here, back to the headquarters. I'm looking for a new one. This one's a big old hive, and I'm gonna crack it. If you ever willing to know where I really spent a lot of time at, it was down in the New Orleans, AKA NOLA, where my mom, Grandma Gooderpunk, lives down there. She's been a vigilante for as long as I've never known her. She spent half her life in prison, and I was just raised by her friends while she was in the can. She was in there for killing child-raping scum fuckers, pedophile fucking chomo dicks, and she put them fucking six foot in the ground. She said, I'm, my heart belongs in Texas, but I ain't never leave, leaving New Orleans. When me and my mom decided to go ahead and open this portal, that started exposing all these bad guys. She was the one that said, Oh no, we gotta bring in the Baron. I remember being like the Baron, huh? <laughs> and I got to meet the Baron. And I've been friends with Death for a while now. And he's definitely one of the invisibles on the team. Baron Zombie. My mom and him go way back. My mom's a swamp witch, a voodoo high priestess, a fucking biker, a fucking martial arts fucking expert, a fucking bouncer, a serial killer hunter, and just an all-around badass. It came the night when I had the phone call and I could tell Foot was it. He was hanging out at my house and his cell phone went off and it was mom. And Foot pretty much was raised by mom. And mom was there in those sincere times that Foot needed it. 
And there was, uh, if she ever needed him, he needed to go back and be with her. And that night came. It was kind of shitty timing. Plus, me and my mom were kind of on the outs because she fucked me over on a deal. And it was dealing with fucking, like, protecting a kid. But my mom's on such a fucking high-priority fucking level, I decided just to let God handle it. There ain't nothing you can do against a being as powerful as fucking Grandma Gutterfuck. She just never fucking got her head out of the world. And sometimes when you're in the prison house too long, you ain't losing that fucking mentality. Foot got off the phone and said, well, I gotta go back, motherfucker. And I was like, I know it. I told him I'm gonna fly out with him. We took a fucking nice plane out of fucking LAX, even though I could have taken my own private plane. But, uh, Foot didn't want to do that. And, uh, Foot doesn't even like airplanes. Because the fucking airplane was what fucking caused his facial disfigurement when he was a kid. He was out there in the swamp. And Jumbo fucking airliner fucking came on down. 100 yards in front of him. Shrapnel everywhere. His own family wiped out. He was just left alone with one eye. He's one of the best goddamn hitmen that ever lived. His body count, I have no idea. I can only tell you, it's probably higher than anyone would ever know. Only God knows. I know he's helped me out on a few hunts. It's too bad to lose him, man. I got back to New Orleans with him. And for the next fucking six months, he'll be staring at a fucking blank-ass white wallet in a house connected to hers. That smells like puppy shit. While he listens to fucking country music and drinks fucking Folgers. I asked my mom, I said, why do you need him? Because I don't want him to be around what you're going to have to deal with. And I'm like, oh yeah, why? What's that? Well, his name is Real Deal, and he ain't fucking around, and we gotta put this motherfucker in the ground. You heard what I said, boy? And I was like, God damn. She goes, it ain't like ain't nothing you ever deal with. He's on his way to Hollywood. And ever since then, and ever since I lost foot to my mom, and I knew why. So that's what I'm looking for, the fucking real deal. And I have a feeling these next motherfuckers I'm about to take out are going to get me one step closer. I went to Jack in the Box before I pulled up to Midwest Hollywood here, next to the Swingers Cafe. There's obviously some action going on around here tonight. I've been hating the fact that I have to get in my car and drive because I just don't like to drive. 
having PTSD, it's like, uh, there was a time when I got in an accident because some fucking drunk male prostitute fucking high on fucking Bud Light pull out of a fucking 7-Eleven in this old Toyota Celica and I'm actually in the car that I'm not supposed to be driving with no license stalking one detective Mike McCullough who I purposefully had my little team of hackers downtown mislead his NCIC to the wrong address and I did that on purpose because I want these guys and I don't need Mike McCullough fucking me up and I've got plans for Mikey boy later on too but for now he's at the wrong address he's about to raid a fish plant <laughs> and it's gonna take him a better part of a half hour which is all the fucking time I fucking need take care of these motherfuckers who I know are connected to one real deal. He's an elusive cat. It's hard to get information on him even, but the things that are out there are so fucking harsh and heinous. It would just give you too many nightmares to even bust in. It's enough for me to arm up in the back of this 77 four-door concourse featuring the first electric windows and also featuring a sporty Chevelle 74 side and it's an unpainted gray that I got from a fucking once was understudy of the Church of Scientology it does go deep out here the one thing I've got is my Teladart RD 406 it's a new dart it's an X2 CO2 compound. It's basically to take out guards. I want to go on a violence diet so the cops can have the, uh, the bites. They do need to be able to be trusted on some level. My theory is, is that the corruption is too deep and whatever it will lead me is too dark. Without foot by my side, I do feel a little uneasy, but I know I'm going to get this fucking job done. Mike McCullough is calling in the boys, he's got the right lead, he's going down the street, he's heading to the wrong place. <laughs> I'm going to be ready, man. One of the deals I got is the Nolster 21. That's the one I'm going to take the head out with. It's a finely crafted bolt action that won our 22 Editor's Choice Awards. <laughs> it remains the best all-around production hunting little motherfucker. The only other guy I got is a fucking little scalper guy. Outdoor Edge Wild Pack 8-piece motherfucker. You know, nothing special. Only baptized in the finest waters of Hamas Springs. A magical little joint you're not really supposed to go to. I learned about the waters being supernatural back in the day. And I was able to take it and soak the blade in that. And that's how I'll take out this 
little ring here. By the time Mike McCullough figures out that he's been duped, I would have set this place fucking wide on fire with no evidence to be found since I got all their teeth in a jar. <laughs> Good luck, Mikey boy. Welp, let's get to it. It's one thing to daydream. And it's another thing to actually get her done. I gotta go up to this house and get out of this old Nova. I ascend the two-story house. And I'm in over my head, man. There's at least 20 guys up here on this floor. I'm gonna have to go in. So much for a fucking violence diet. Pray to God. And let's go. Four motherfuckers off them. Right off the bat. Two guards. With the Herstal. The trusty old Herstal. I gotta focus, man. I am raging by now. The more they send me, I get trapped in the kitchen again. Great. Another butcher knife. I'm gonna fucking throw it at this motherfucker's head right now. They know I'm coming. They locked themselves into a safe room, man. I, there's gotta be four guys in there. I'm gonna go ahead and fucking break this fucking lock right now. Right to the fucking neck, right through the chest. No safety shots. This is the head guy. He reeks of fucking chomo. He tried to blow his fucking extinguisher in my face, but I break his fucking neck. That was it. I guess there's not gonna be any witnesses this time. By the time it's all said and done, I'm about to light this motherfucker sky high. I got 22 bodies in fucking count. Not my proudest shit, dude. Like I said, I'm not fucking blood hungry, but I am gonna get rid of these motherfuckers. I call up my fucking dudes downtown LA and process them a little file containing some high-valued fucking target information. I'm hoping that whatever's in this motherfucker will lead me to <laughs> Mr. Real Deal. Where do you get these fucking names from, dude? Real Deal? Yeah, you're really a fucking dead motherfucker is what you are. Uh, I'm glad I got my team. And even though the portal's over now, I'm fucking living in the aftermath of it. And the team is still with me, man. The Baron. Mother Mary. Mary Magdalene. You don't consider yourself a religious type? Uh, you know. It's no sweat to me. I don't care what you are, you know. As long as you ain't a child rapist. Then I don't give a fuck. But if you fucking hurt a kid around me, man, I don't know. I've just always had that super violent streak in me. And I'm just that kind of protector. I ain't no fucking equalizer. And I'm not one of these debonair motherfuckers, you know? I got my own style. 
But I am ran off of fucking pure fucking light and chaos man. I work for the creator of all. And if you got a fucking problem with that, you can fucking take it up with him. Don't give a shit. Mike McCullough just got done raiding a fucking fish plant warehouse in fucking Little Tokyo. He's pissed. I get the processor sent over to my kids, and then I fucking make my way out onto the balcony. And like I said, I'm not perfect, and here's an example of it. Somebody out on the street looks like a TikTok kid accidentally just got a photo of me coming out of this window. I could do a few things and killing this kid ain't gonna be one of them. I know my time is limited and I can hear the sirens coming. Another day, kid. Chances are I might have gotten screwed a little. I could see that look too and I can just get the feel. I probably fucked up a little. Thankfully, I'm just wearing my, uh, Libra costume, made of real Templar, the element that I, uh, blackballed DuPont into making for me, thanks to some connections to my mother, and I guess my mom had a cup, put a couple DuPonts in a fucking coffee can, that was a thing. Here I am with my outfit, and that's what she got a camera for. Well, we'll see. I got enough to get me through the fucking next weeks of heinous ass shit. And a couple Cartoon Network meetings, too. Roll that around for a while. You've been listening to Libra on Adam Air MD GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy.